Welcome to the Fresh Start Church Podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. Here you'll find preached messages from our pastors. We pray that the spirit of revival is imparted to you as you listen. To watch live, check us out on YouTube or visit our website at freshstartaz.com. And to stay connected with us, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Get ready. Obviously, we've been singing that. But God is going to use you, Remnant. I believe prophetically in even an accelerated way as we turn into 2022. 2022. Come on, somebody. We're just going to begin to see things. I mean... Our, our natural words, English, Spanish, whatever language you, we don't have, we don't have words for it, but it is time for us to see things that we don't have words for. It's time for us to hear things that, that, that we can't, we can't articulate. It's time for us to, uh, to, to, to conceive things in our minds. It's like, oh wow, where did that come from? It's time. Our nation is ripe. Our nation is ready. And I'm telling you, he has and will be strategically placing you, remnant, in places to be a vehicle in these last times, last days, and these end times. I'm telling you, God is wrapping this thing up. And I don't know about you, but I want to make the cut. I want to make the cut. So I'm going to talk to you tonight for the next few moments. I'm going to pick up, um, by the way, if you're watching online, I encourage you, whatever time zone that you're in, go get some coffee right now if you're on the East Coast and some, some sugar, all right, and stay up for with us for a while um, because I really do feel, uh, you know, it'll be up to the Holy Spirit, but I am fully, fully in the hands of the Holy Spirit tonight to release a word, I believe, to our nation tonight. I don't say that haphazardly. I don't say that presumptuously or arrogantly. Um, I preach all types of messages, all types, but I know when the Lord is speaking um, concerning the nation and the church in this nation. <clears throat> but I want to pick up on a story line, what I'm calling tonight a prophetic puzzle that began in our conference last month. How many of you were here at the conference last month? Come on. And... Uh, I'm going to call it, I'm calling it tonight, um, what am I calling it? The Houston Prophetic Puzzle. The Houston. Now, that's not the title of my message. The title of my message is The Whirlwind of God. The Whirlwind of God. The Whirlwind of God. The Whirlwind of God. But I want to pick up on a theme that was quite obvious coming through the conference because I guess this is the first time I've preached since then, which is fine. But uh, the Lord has timing. Come on, amen. And um, so it goes like this. And I'm going to read several scriptures and then I'll let you be seated. The whirlwind of God. Job 38.1. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Ezekiel 1.4. As I looked, behold, a storm wind. A whirlwind was coming from the north. A great cloud with fire. Everybody say with fire. Flashing forth continually in a bright light around it and in the midst something like glowing metal in the midst of the fire now this is a vision and we'll come back to this in a few moments that Ezekiel is having it's a vision that God is showing him he is he's being caught up somebody say caught up I don't know about you but I want to be caught up 
And I don't want to just be caught up just to be weird. Come on, somebody. That needs to be said again. I don't want to be caught up in the glory and caught up in the whirlwind of God just to be weird. The world doesn't need us to be weird. Now, look, I know. I know when supernatural touches natural, things look weird. But hear what I'm saying. Not, not just for that purpose, but so that we can experience, come on, more of His realm so we can disconnect more from this realm. Still in the whirlwind of God, in this vision, we go to Ezekiel 1.28. As the appearance of the rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, he's still seeing the whirlwind of God. So was the appearance of the surrounding radiance. Such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. Likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell on my face. When I saw the glory of the Lord, Ezekiel said, I fell on my face and I heard a voice speaking. When I saw the glory, I fell on my face and I heard a voice speaking. And he's still in the whirlwind in chapter 10 of Ezekiel and verse 2. He's still seeing this vision. And he spoke to the man clothed in linen and he said, Enter between the whirling wheels. Enter between the whirling wheels under the cherubim and fill your hands with coals of fire. Enter between the whirling wheels and, and under the cherubim. Hmm, the cherubim who protect the presence and who guard his holiness. And fill your hands with coals of fire from between the cherubim and scatter them over the city. And he entered in my sight. Daniel chapter 7 verse 9. I kept looking until thrones were set up and the ancient of days took his seat his vesture was like white snow and his hair of his head like pure wool his throne was ablaze with flames and its wheels were a burning fire in case you don't know which I didn't the Hebrew word for whirlwind or Hebrew meaning for whirlwind is wheels come on somebody his throne was ablaze with flames and its wheels, its whirlwinds, was a burning fire. Nahum chapter 1 verse 3, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power and the Lord will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. In whirlwind and storm is his way and clouds are the dust beneath his feet. Almost finished. Isaiah 66 15, for behold the Lord will come in fire. Are you, are you marking how many times fire is mentioned? Now, I'm not preaching on fire tonight. My husband uh, talked to that this last week somewhat. Uh, maybe that'll be part two to this. But I want you just to know that he is a God of fire. And the whirlwind of his glory includes his holy fire. He will come in fire in his chariots like the whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. Second Kings 2.11 And as they were going along and talking, behold, there was a chariot of fire and horses of fire which separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. One more scripture and I'll let you be seated. Acts chapter 2. Come on somebody. Verse 2 through 4. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting and there appeared to them tongues as of 
distributing themselves as they rested on each one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and then they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Can we put our hands together and our hearts in a posture of thanksgiving for the Word of God is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Speak loud, Holy Spirit. You can be seated in His presence. Thank you, guys. Hurry in. The Lord will not let me go of believing and sacrificing and contending and paying the price for a nation-shaking, history-making revival. I said, he's not letting me go, let go of that. Come on. How many want to see a nation-shaking, history-making revival? I, I reference that because I believe what I'm preaching tonight will be the ushering in, the element ushering in that revival that will shake this nation and it will make history. And it will not be necessarily so that a man or a woman's name can be written down, even though that will happen. It will be, as I have said, so the next generation will have a reference point. Somebody. I believe that what I have called and referring to tonight, the Houston prophetic puzzle, are you with me? The Houston prophetic puzzle. Now, if you were not here at conference, I'm going to try to bring you up to speed. Some of you have heard the things that I will be sharing, but um, we're going to hear them again tonight. Come on. I believe this Houston prophetic puzzle is yet another confirmation and standard that the Lord desires us to look to in birthing this nation-shaking and history-making revival. Now, hear me now. I am not denying that this Houston prophetic puzzle applies directly to Houston, Texas. I say, in the name of Jesus, let there be an epic revival that comes out of Houston, Texas. Can we put our faith, come on, and our, come on, and our agreement on that tonight? So I am not denying that this would apply directly to Houston. However, I believe that there is something even larger in scope and impact that the Spirit needs us to see through this puzzle, this prophetic puzzle. The magnitude of the measuring standard is what God is pointing us to in order to raise our eyes and change our direction and focus for what needs to be accomplished in our nation right now. Yes? So here is how the puzzle was formed last month, literally uh, preceding and during our Doorkeepers of Revival conference. And it happened to be centered uh, around Houston, Texas. Um, I get a video on October the 30th that is sent to me uh, by, happened to be by my sister, of the anniversary service in Christian Tabernacle Church. Give me a moment to work this out. In Houston Tabernacle in 1996, they had a visitation of the Lord where uh, the glory was ushered in, uh, the tangible presence of God was ushered in, and literally... 
the pulpit was split uh, in two. If you can show that picture, if you have it ready there. we I've said this before. I've talked about this before, but we're going somewhere tonight. Look at your neighbor say, we're going somewhere. This Houston prophetic puzzle. And so the, the beginning of this was started with this video, this anniversary video, uh, the 20th year, I think it was, video that was sent, uh, or 25th, whatever it was, sent to me um, on October the 30th. And I didn't immediately look at the video. I know the story well. I'm getting ready to read it to you, uh, Pastor Hurd's testimony here in just a moment. So this, this is how this Houston prophetic puzzle was launched. Um, I'm going to read Pastor Hurd's, Bishop Hurd's testimony, because some of you do not know the intensity. I gave a few details, but some of you do not know the intensity of the of what happened in that moment. Just keep that picture up there. And I want you to understand because I'm setting the, the stage and the foundation tonight for the rest of my message. And his, his account of the visitation goes like this. <clears throat> On a Sunday morning, in a sleepy 8.30 service, when I stepped out of my office, the presence of the Lord was so strong that it almost took the breath out of my lungs. I'm talking about the whirlwind of God tonight. As I walked down the hall and I opened the door of the auditorium, I felt, listen to what he says, I felt, I'm quoting him, I felt the wind of the presence of God strike me in the face. I'm preaching to us tonight on the whirlwind of of God. I'm talking about the Houston prophetic puzzle that began last month. The Lord is speaking something. Fresh start, you hear me in this room. I know we have visitors here tonight, but you hear me, Fresh Start. He is telling us something in this season and this assignment of revival. It is not only for us, but he is zeroing in on something that we we better get. Come on, Fresh Start. We better get this. And he said, I felt the wind of the presence of God strike me in the face. As I entered the auditorium, my knees began to buckle. I had to hold on to the pews as I walked down the aisle. I turned to the friend of mine, Tommy Tenney, who was the special guest that day. And I said, are you ready to go to the platform? He said, I am not getting anywhere near it. I'm afraid to because there is something, capital S, in this place. He got up and went and stood in the back of the building. I stood, the pastor says, and and read in the pulpit, that one that you're looking at, 2 Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14, and when I did the Spirit of God fell, some heard a loud noise, others heard nothing, but the pulpit, not unlike this one, which he was talking to that in that testimony, the one you're looking at inexplicably broke into two pieces and fell on the floor, and I would like for you to look tonight that it did not break according to the seams of the pulpit, it broke in an odd manner there, are you with me in the room, come on Everybody say the whirlwind of God. He said, I was literally, I was knocked out and literally thrown back 12 feet unconscious in the presence of God for two hours. I'm talking about the Houston prophetic puzzle that began in this place last month. He said, what I did not know was that the glory of God had fallen in that building. I thought I had died. Listen to what he said. I saw rows of angels. Don't forget this. Keep this in mind. I saw rows of angels surrounding the glory of God and where they overlapped, the brilliant light was bursting 
bursting through. And when the rays of it would burst through, it would touch my body and my body would tremble. And I later learned that the only way that they knew that I was still alive was when the light touched my body and I would tremble. While I was in the presence of God, instantly, seven people were miraculously healed of cancer. Cancers fell off of people's bodies. Three people that were deaf, their ears popped open. A blind lady received her sight. There were cancers that were lying on the floor that had fallen off of people's body. A lady with melanoma on her arm. It burst and it bled and it dried up on the floor. Outside in the highway in the front of our church, cars were driving by. I'm not talking about people that were late. I'm talking about people that were just going by. Suddenly cars started wheeling into the parking lot and people left their car doors open and their ignitions running and they started running into the church building and they would get into the lobby and before they ever got into the auditorium, they were falling on the floor, passing out, crying and sobbing, being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Later, people we, they would they would they would, people they were asked why did you come in here? They said we were on our way our way to here or our way to there in our car, but we saw angels that were standing over this property, and the angels were saying you need to come in here. And they said something drew us. We saw and the angelic visitations, and we could not say no. That service started at eight thirty, and it didn't finish until one thirty Monday morning. You could not make people leave. There was a mist that was falling from the ceiling. They have no overhead sprinkling system. They were in the county. There was nothing that could have made this happen. People later accused us of spraying some kind of exotic perfume in the building uh, to make the fragrance come, but it was the Holy Spirit. It was the glory of God. I'm taking you somewhere tonight. I'm talking about the whirlwind of God. The Houston prophetic puzzle. There was a young Baptist family, I'm almost done, that was visiting and their 12-year-old son got up and ran into the lobby and he was hiding behind a brick column that supports the steeple. And when he, his parents saw that he was terrified, they went out to see what was wrong and he said, don't you see that angel standing right over there? There were things that happened for 13 weeks that would not let up. You would walk into the service and he said people would walk in and they would, and one note would be hit on the keyboard and that's as far as the service would go. Everybody would be on their faces. He said, I couldn't speak if I tried. For 13 weeks we could not have church the way that we normally would have had church. He said, if God ever shows up, you will discover that your programs and everything that you have tried to do to make church happen cannot compare to what God can do in five minutes when he enters a place I'm talking about the whirlwind of God that was sent to me on October the 30th I'm talking about the Houston prophetic puzzle I got a text from a friend that next morning at 5 a.m. and she had a dream so I was sent that video on October 30th on October 31st at 5 a.m. She texts and she said, Pastor Kim, I woke up praying for you this morning. Last night I had a dream and in the dream, you and I were in Houston, Texas. Immediately I'm like, and we were looking for the church that Tommy Tenney spoke at years ago when the presence of God came in and the pulpit split in half. I said, Lord, what is up? The Houston prophetic puzzle. So I was obviously awake and I was in prayer. I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me at that moment to look at the weather app. Are y'all with me? 
when it came up. Now, if you live here, there's really no reason to look at the weather app. Come on, somebody. It's the same all the time. I mean, we're wearing winter clothes right now just because it's December. It does not mean it's winter. All my New Jersey people. It's the truth. And when the weather app opened up a video showing a tornado, I said, a tornado. I said, a tornado. And where was the tornado? A hundred miles outside of Houston, Texas, in Orange, Texas. Because of the three pieces of the puzzle that was beginning to form there, I thought I'd better watch the first video that I had not watched yet concerning the anniversary of the manifestation that happened at Christian Tabernacle in 1996. So I watched the part where the pastor heard, the bishop heard, and much of what I just read to you, he shared much of that. The next day or so, I texted my sister about the, the, the puzzle pieces, as I'm calling them tonight. And she randomly, we hadn't talked. All she did was sent us, me, that video, and, and, and we hadn't talked. And then these things begin to, to begin to, to be put out before me, the, the, the prophetic puzzle. And, and I, I, I was just telling her about these three things. And she said, well, did you watch Pastor Joe's testimony? I said, no, I didn't watch Pastor Joe's, just Bishop Hurd's testimony. She goes, oh, it's worth watching. He was caught in a whirlwind in the altar. I texted her back. I said, you have got to be kidding me. Pastor Joe and I quote his testimony. He said, I was caught in the middle of a whirlwind, spinning from one end of the altar to another, begging the Lord to release me. The Lord said, unless you become like a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. He said, the whirlwind lifted and then it began to rain. He said, I was in a never-ending spiritual dimension for two weeks. I spoke very little. He said, I did not want to talk to people. I had no desire to talk to anyone. And I removed myself from everyone because I had lost my language to communicate. I only had the urge to speak in tongues. He said, that day the Lord kissed our church and I was caught in the middle. After I told these things publicly, now let's go to the conference. We're in the conference, and after, uh, and I and I, I mentioned it from this pulpit, and I told this publicly. Someone sent to our, our our emails here. I'm talking about the whirlwind of God. I'm talking about the whirlwind of God. I'm talking about the whirlwind of God right now. It's time to raise the standard, somebody. Someone sent a video and they said, I thought Pastor Kim, I've heard her talking about these things from Houston, Texas, and I thought she might want to see this video. And I apologize if I'm saying his name wrong, but it's Tommy or Tommy, and uh, I'm just going to take a, a go at it. Aaron Yomni, hallelujah. I have no clue. And he's a prophet, accurate prophet. He was specifically targeting Houston, Texas and a visitation from the Lord. This was a, a newer video, a video and prophetic word that had just come out. The prophetic word was about eight minutes, is about eight minutes long, but only about the first one or two minutes dealt with Houston. Here is a significant part of that word for the purpose of this puzzle tonight and our prophetic word. Now listen to what he says. Out of Houston shall come the sound of revival. Now listen to what he said. Listen to what what he said a tempest wind shall announce it are you with me a tempest
tempest wind shall announce it for from the chaos of the tempest I will send the sound of revival come on revivalist come on remnant you can't make this stuff up you can't make this stuff up I'm seeing a tornado when I open up the weather app I'm here I'm watching a video of associate pastor that is dancing like a ballerina because he's caught up in the tornado and the whirlwind of God come on somebody I'm listening and I'm watching and I'm watching texts come in and say pastor Kim I had a dream about a church in Houston are you with me right now God is wanting us to raise the standard So obviously I'm amazed at all of this at this point. And then just small things. Because this, now we're in the conference last month and I'm saying, Lord, and obviously I'm sharing some of this and some of you have already heard it from the pulpit. But I'm like, Lord, what are you trying to say here? And just small things. Excuse me, this is pre-conference. And I'm saying, Lord, what what are you saying? Jessica sends a text to us, our daughter, and she's buying some stuff for the conference and she's in a store and there's a decorative plaque sitting there because I had just told them, I just told them a lot of, of this that was going on and the, t- and the name on it was Houston in Phoenix, Arizona. Now, why would you want to buy a plaque with Houston on it in Phoenix, Arizona? Come on, somebody. I said, that is not by accident that she would go to that store, to that clearance rack, help me somebody, to look at some random little plaque That says Houston on it. See, God will take seemingly small things. I said he'll take seemingly small things to amplify what he's trying to get to his church. I'm driving to the church and there's a car decal of Texas. Now, we're from everywhere around here in Arizona, so that's not unusual. But there was a dot on that decal of Texas. And it was I know it's from Houston because I've lived in Houston. It was right on Houston area. During the conference, I get multiple alerts on my phone of the, of the rapper Travis Scott concert killing numerous people. Are you with me? At Astroworld in Houston, Texas. I'm not going to preach into that specifically tonight, but I guarantee you this. Come on, somebody. I guarantee you this, that the enemy felt and in the spirit. Come on. What is ramping up? Are you with me? And he will try to retaliate. And what I believe, and this is the last and I'm going to preach tonight. Are y'all ready? The most significant confirmation or a very significant confirmation in addition to the puzzle came by yet another text. It was during the conference. I believe we were even sitting, speaking over breakfast with Corey Russell on Friday morning back there in that room, November the 5th, around 8 a.m. from Gina Gulston. You'll remember Gina. She, uh, had the dream with the mantle of revival, remember, that I've shared um, in a couple of messages. And this is the, now now I've told you that, but I haven't read you the text, and I want to read you the text. And it comes like this. I'm saying the whirlwind of God is getting ready to hit this nation. I said the whirlwind of God is getting ready to hit this nation. And God gave us a prophetic puzzle. Houston happened to be caught in the middle of it. Come on, somebody. It says, I need a righteous remnant of revivalists that are willing to make the cut, to pay the price, to get the whirlwind of my presence to touch down in the United States of America. She said, this morning I was praying for you and your gathering. I felt the Lord say concerning you and Fresh Start Church, I am making you my whirlwind. 
And she said, instantly, he reminded me of a word that he spoke through me. She's a prophetess. In February of 2016, the wind is blowing. Hear it in the spirit and know that I will blow my breath into this nation. 2016, resurrection and Pentecost all rolled up into one unprecedented move of my spirit. It will be an undeniable gushing blast of the wind of my spirit. It will not be a momentary stirring, but a transforming habitation of my glory and my manifested presence. Those within my church who are alive and moving with and by my wind will now arise with a gale force as through them I will demonstrate my power. This is a point of turning, the Lord would say. Stay alert in the spirit and stand still in my presence and I will fill you fresh with my wind and my spirit and I will release you as my whirlwind into this nation, bringing my life to what has seemed dead. Humble yourself to walk with me. This is a point of turning. The wind is blowing and there will be many changes. Stay in the spirit so you don't misinterpret the changes and fight against what I will do. You must stay in the spirit so you can see and hear in the spirit or else you will be led by emotions and human interpretation. I am, capital A, now releasing my whirlwind. And I will blaze an unavoidable trail through this nation that will lead and return the hearts of many to me. Much change will occur in the church. My, my. Many have been lulled to sleep, but I will shake and I will awaken and I will restore. Align with my order, the Lord says. You won't even know what is out of order unless you get up in the spirit and allow me to show you my will and my way. Step into the wind and be transformed as I renew you in the wind of my spirit. I am breathing on the body and you will come alive in my presence. I have a remnant and with the assistance of heaven's hosts, they will carry my anointing clothed in the wind of my spirit and through them, I will set this nation back on course. It will come with force the Houston prophetic puzzle and she said I don't know what fully what any of this means for you she was in prayer and she just sent this but I felt so strong as I was praying for you and I felt I needed to share it with you you can judge it I feel there is a major launching that is coming to you and Fresh Start Church that is going to have great impact on this nation. Fresh Start? She said it's a whole new level. Now, if you were thinking what I was thinking, because I think like that, I'm like, wonder if she's been watching. Because I had been talking about the Houston prophetic puzzle. I wasn't calling it that then. And it, before I could even, I have one of these things on my phone. Before I could even like flip like that, another text popped up and she said, just an added note. I haven't had a chance to watch any of the meetings this week.
But I feel like this gathering, the conference that is happening this week is a stirring up of the wind and it will launch the whirlwinds. Come on and shout in this room. Pastor Hurd said, the thing that launched this prophetic puzzle, he said, as I opened the door of the auditorium, I felt the wind of the presence of God strike me in the face. The whirlwind of God. Pastor Joe said, I was caught in the whirlwind of God. God kissed our church that day and I was caught in the middle. Prophet Tommy or Tommy said, a tempest wind will announce the move of God. Gina said, this gathering is stirring up the winds and will launch the whirlwinds. The Lord said, I have a remnant that is clothed with the wind of my spirit and through them I will set this nation back on course. I will come and it will come with force. Get ready America and get ready American church for the force of the whirlwind of almighty God. This gentle breeze that you have settled for this palatable little gentle blowing breeze that you have settled yourself into back on the other part of the larger piece instead of the piece of the remnant I'm telling you it is getting ready to be blown out of the water because God's whirlwind is getting ready to hit this nation with a gale force wind like we have never thought dreamed or imagined God did not give everyone of this piece of the puzzle just so we can look and say wow that was awesome he's getting the attention of the American church and he's saying wake up I need a remnant oh that will be my whirlwind in the spirit so I can put this nation back in order again America will be put back in order. Roe v. Wade will be overturned. Perversion will be overturned. God will get his glory. God will get his glory in this nation. This nation was founded on the principles of the living word. And I'm telling you, God will get his glory as long as he has even just a remnant, a piece of the larger part that fights for the greater glory and the whirlwind force of his presence. How God will get the glory. The Lord desires to release a magnitude of his divine presence in our nation. That will overtake the church and the culture. Come on. Glory realms. Are you with me? I said glory realms. Whirlwind. Glory realms. I'll try it again. Whirlwind of his presence. Glory realms. And these glory realms are not just going to be for good meetings that we can post on social media and say, look what this happened. Look at that happened. Now that may still happen, but that's not going to be the motive and the motivation. Hey, 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 hey. It's going to be glory realm so it can capture and captivate a nation. This 
this divine presence, this whirlwind will overtake the church and the culture. I said the church and the culture. It will literally change the landscape because when you have a tornado, my friends, when you have a whirlwind, it changes the landscape. Nothing ever looks the same. How many understand that not only in our nation, but the church in this nation, we need the landscape to change. Come on. History shows us that when God manifests in this magnitude, everything, when God moves in with his whirlwind, everything must bow to the whirlwind. Everything, 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 everything. And my friends, there are many things that need to bow to the whirlwind of God. I say, let it go, God. Let it go now. Let it go now. Let it happen in this place. Oh, on the day of Pentecost, oh, my shikata, there came a sound from heaven as a violent rushing And I felt the Lord speak and say this. Now I prophesy. The measure of my presence must increase in this nation to topple the tyranny of the agenda of the enemy strongman. The measure of my presence must increase in this nation to topple the tyranny of the agenda of the enemy strongman. I'm going to read it one more time. The measure of my presence must increase in this nation to topple the tyranny of the agenda of the enemy's strong hand. Tyranny, by definition, is unreasonable use of power or control. You hear me, and you hear me good right now. I am not talking about a mandate. I am not talking about a man. I'm talking in the spirit. You need to hear in the spirit right now. What you see as mandates and what you see in a man are merely manifestations of the demonic spirit that is trying to captivate this nation. Are you with me in this room? And the Lord says, my presence must increase. Hear this American church. The presence of the Lord must increase if tyranny is going to topple. So you gotta take Holy Spirit out of the back room. You gotta start talking in tongues in your corporate meetings. You gotta take your people to the secret place of prayer you got to open up that religious box and increase the presence of God or tyranny will take over the Lord says the church in their misguided pursuits that are really called distractions has lessened the leverage the scales are tipped toward the tyranny of the enemy because it's all about power and control to the enemy. It's only the weight and the scope of my presence that can topple this tyranny. The Lord says, examine your focus and examine your energies. Examine. The Lord says, examine with the same energy and exertion that you put into all of your other distractive pursuits, which produce shallow to no fruit. The Lord says, pour, I say, pour that into pursuit of my manifested presence, because this is the only thing that will topple the tyranny of the strong man. And the Lord says, even as Dagon fell before my presence, the strong man over this nation will fall before me as my church welcomes and pursues a level of my presence that will do more. It will do more than just bless and heal, but it will level and it will topple tyranny. The Lord says, 
Tell them in certain revivals of past, there was a manifestation of my presence, which brought regions and nations under the submission of the weight of it. But this must happen in America if the tyranny of the strong man is to be broken. American church, you have lowered the spiritual bar so much that your spiritual capacity isn't even a threat to the enemy. The Lord says, press beyond the blessing, press beyond the healing and free a nation. The whirlwind level of my presence should be normal, or at least the standard. The power within my whirlwind is the force that topples demonic kingdoms and aligns the heart of my church with my kingdom. The whirlwind is all-consuming and leaves no question that I have been here. It is for eyes to see and ears to hear. It is a sign that produces evidence. The Lord says there will be no denial, but my church must not be only satisfied with a gentle breeze that soothes them. It's time for the whirlwind. The Soothing must give way to the swirling so that the turning can begin in this nation. The climate of our culture demands that our focus be intentional in the days ahead. We must streamline our lives and our activities. I'm not trying to run your life, but I'm saying you need to streamline your life and activity or else nothing will change. Too many distractions. Too many other idols. If our motivations and our motives are self-centered, hmm, we're not going to see the whirlwind of God. That's why we haven't seen the whirlwind of God. We're past needing just good ministries. Come on, somebody. Past needing just ex- good, in- good, exciting services and superstars. I said superstars. I said quit making us superstars. Look at me. Quit making us superstars. That's got to stop. That's a drop the mic moment right there. Quit making us. And for the pulpit, quit trying to be a superstar. Quit it. We need to move God. Now, we're revival. Six years sustained here. Seventh going into. But we need to move of God. When God moves, everything shakes. When the whirlwind comes in, everything has to submit to the tornado, y'all. How many of y'all ever lived in tornado, tornado country? When that thing comes, everything has to submit to that. When that whirlwind comes, when the whirlwind of God's presence and God's glory hits this nation, everything has to submit. It may not be submitting in its heart, but it will have to bow. Are you with me? Government will have to bow. Come on. Everything will have to bow. The church in this nation will have to bow. Everything will have to bow to the whirlwind of God. I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And I want to make the cut. I want to be. Come on, somebody. In the part. Ha! The remnant. The remnant that raises the standard and say, it's time to usher the activity of the glory realms into this nation it's time to turn a nation back everything submits to the whirlwind everything is forced to submit you're not going to be able to hang on to your old spiritual security blanket come on you're not going to be able to keep one religious anchor in the ground. You'll not be able to have a plan B in the back of your mind. When God's whirlwind comes, you're going to be caught up in it. Like Pastor Joe was caught up in it in the spirit. It's going to take you one of two ways. It will take you like he was into a greater intimate encounter with the dimensions of his glory realms where you clearly see his face and hear his voice and see his ways and know his direction. It will, be, it will overtake you and it will overwhelm you. Or it will take you in a spiritual and a natural judgment accompanied with an out-of-control chaos that is shrouded 
shrouded in the darkness that cannot be penetrated. You will be caught, my friend, in a delusion and a deception. I am saying a mouthful right now. The difference between the first one and the second one is a heart of surrender. Ha ha ha. A heart of surrender. Those, those who have fought for my spirit will find themselves, who have, have fought my spirit, not fought for it, but fought against my spirit, will find themselves in a chaotic state of mind because everything that you have built, my friend, is going to topple in the whirlwind of God. To those, however, who have surrendered and embraced my spirit, oh, where absolutely nothing else in your life matters, they will begin to see the unknown, the unseen, and the unheard. Shout if you want to make a cut tonight. Can you take a little more? Can you take a lot more? Many scriptural uses of the whirlwind of God are figurative of destruction, but there is a whirlwind of God that in the Bible that indicates his power, his might, and his glory realm, and a visitation of the most intimate part of his presence. And accompanied with that, haha, is the angelic host that open up heaven in a manner unlike any other time. Did you get what I just said? The whirlwind of God, what I'm talking about tonight, he is manifesting. He is manifesting in his power, and it is accompanied by the armies of heaven. Come on, that opens up heaven. This is what America is getting ready to see as the righteous remnant, come on, begins to raise the standard and say no more of this I'm all in for the whirlwind of God these are the manifestations that grip humanity and shape creation it's a manifestation of his majesty but it's also a manifestation of grace and mercy and for those who are looking for it and longing for it and sacrificing it becomes a moment however long that may be where God is God and it's all God God kisses the earth and we get caught come on in between I don't know about you but I want that to happen tonight I want it to happen this weekend a major whirlwind a tornado of the Holy Ghost the realms of God manifesting to where we're called up in his presence and his glory if you've ever been in that type of storm in the natural you know my friend that you are not the one in control we have too much control in the body of Christ today come on oh help me help me help me help me I control this I control that we need to be out of control whirlwind stir come on you with me they agitate they rearrange they upset my 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 they cannot be ignored. Did you hear that? A whirlwind cannot be ignored. A tornado, a storm wind cannot be ignored. God's order many times looks like spring cleaning day. Come on. All that has been useless in the past season is cleared out. You hear me? I don't think you got what I just said. When the whirlwind starts agitating, it starts rearranging, it starts upsetting some things, it starts stirring something. Do I have any whirlwinds? Do I have anybody who wants to make the cut? Do I have anybody that says, God, I want to be ready. People get ready. I want to be ready. Jesus is coming. He said, I need a remnant of whirlwinds across this nation from the north and the south and the east and the west that will upset, agitate, and stir religion and compromise and unholiness for this is my time to visit the United States of America. I'm coming like a whirlwind. And I say a reordering has already begun in the body of Christ. If you're watching me right now, stop holding on to that. We've gotten so busy working our calendars that we've scheduled everything in except all God. 
there's one thing the staff of this church hates to do is plan the calendar. I mean, it's like, what is up with you guys? Y'all know I'm right. So this year, I'm like, you know what? Just email it. We're going to put it all on the, what do you call that thing? Google calendar. And we're going to see if anything's wrong. And then we're going to have revival. Come on, somebody. We've gotten so busy in the body of Christ working our calendars that we've scheduled everything except the whirlwind of God. There is a furious magnitude of the presence of God that will stop everything in its tracks. Preacher and heathen alike, are you with me? When you meet up against the presence of God in the whirlwind of God, you will have no words. Your life plan will go out the window. Your life coach goals, you're like, oh my God, this is out of control. That's exactly where God wants you. Out of your control and in his control. Your life coach goals will bow to the presence that upholds the universe and its galaxies and it will be a level of glory that nothing can compete with especially his own church don't miss that sometimes God has to compete with us how trifle our visions because our eyes have been lowered to trivial pursuits of earthbound finite shallow goals because we've lost sight of the power of the God of eternity if I could just do this if I could just do that if I could just if I could just do this and just do that you know what just get God up in your life and he might be able to elevate you to some things that you had dreamed about but stop placing the dream above all God and who he is and let him work it in your life. That way, he's got you on a path. Oh! In glory. That's a good word. Our trifle distractions have become towering idols. And they're keeping us from the greater glory. Realms upon realms that are ready to manifest if he can find a righteous remnant who want to make the cut. All right. Look at Ezekiel chapter one. I'm going to read this. It's a lot. I'm going to read this because you need to hear the context. And I read fast. Are y'all ready? Everybody say the wheels. Louder. Say the wheels. As I looked, behold, a storm wind, a whirlwind was coming from the north, a great cloud with fire flashing forth continually and a bright light around it in the midst of something like a glowing metal in the midst of the fire. And within it, there were figures resembling four living beings. And this was their appearance. They had human form, four faces, four wings, legs were straight. Their feet was like calf or ox. And they, 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 they gleamed like a burning, uh, burnished bronze. Under their wings on four sides were human hands. As for their faces, there were four of them. Their wings touched one another. Their faces did not turn when they moved. Each went straight forward. As for the form of their faces, each had the face of a man, uh, all four had the face of a lion, uh, a face of a bull or an ox, and all four had the face of an eagle. Such as were their faces, their wings were spread out above. Each had two touching another uh, uh, being, hallelujah, and two covering their bodies. And each went straight forward wherever the spirit was about to go, they would go without turning as they went. In the midst of the living beings, there was something that looked like burning coals of fire. Shout fire. Shout it louder. Fire. Ah, get a vision tonight. 
uh, like torches that were darting back and forth among the living beings. The fire was bright and lightning was flashing from the fire and the living beings ran to and fro like bolts of lightning. Ha, ha, ha. Now, as I looked at the living beings, behold, there was one wheel on the earth beside the living beings. For each of the four of them, the appearance of the wheels and their workmanship was like a sparkling, whatever that is. And all four of them had the same form, their appearance and workmanship being as if one wheel were within another. Why are you reading all this, Pastor Kim? Because I want to take our eyes higher tonight. <laughs> you don't mean need me to tell you a story time story. Come on. We need a prophetic word of the Lord in the body of Christ. You don't need to go down the lazy river. Come on, somebody. And it's a small world after all. Hear me now. We need a prophetic breaking in word of the Lord. Wherever they moved, verse 17, they moved in any of the four directions without turning as they moved. As for the rims, they were lofty and awesome, and the rims, all four of them, were full of eyes round about. Whenever the living beings moved, moved the wheels moved hmm, with them, and the wheels moved with them. And whenever the living beings rose from the earth, the wheels rose also. Wherever the Spirit was about to go, they would go in that direction, and the wheels, the whirlwind, rose close behind them, for the Spirit of the living being was in the wheels. Wherever those went, these went, and whenever those stood still, these stood still. And whenever those, some people will lock you up for this these days. Come on. He's seeing the heavenly realm. Are you with me? I said, he's seeing the heavenly realm. Where'd I leave off? Let's just start at 22 because that's a good number. Come on. Now over the heads of the living being, there was something like an expanse, an awesome gleam of crystal spread out over their heads. My Lord. Under the expanse, their wings were stretched out straight one toward another. Each one also had two wings covering uh, uh, its body on one side and on the other. I also heard the sound. I heard the sound of their wings like the sound of an abundance of water as they went, like the voice of the Almighty, like the voice of the Almighty, a sound of the tumult, like a sound of an army camp. Are y'all getting this? Wherever they, whenever they stood still, they dropped their wings and there came a voice from above ah, the expanse that was over their heads. And whenever they stood still, they dropped their wings. Now above the expanse was over their heads. There was something resembling a throne like this thing that it says there in their appearance. And on that which resembled the throne high up was a figure and the appearance of a man. Are y'all getting this? Then I noticed from the appearance of his loins, the most intimate part of God and upward and something like glowing metal, metal and look like what fire all around within it and from uh, and from the appearance of his loins and downwards I saw something like fire and there was a radiance all around him now look at verse 28 and the appearance of the rainbow in the clouds on the rainy day so was the appearance of the surrounding radiance such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord and when I saw it I fell on my face and I heard a voice speaking somebody shout yes for the word of God hear me now you stay with me you stay with me the storm wind or the whirlwind released the wheels and the wheels were the activity of the angelic and the spirit of God the whirlwind brought forth the visible tangible presence of glory of God and his realms I don't know about you but what I think is we need a bit more otherworldly about right now to not the hell out of our nation literally not hell out of our nation to stun it and to shake it I didn't curse I said we need some otherworldly activity to knock hell out of this nation Can you take some more? 
It was a glimpse into glory. Lift your hands and say, I want a glimpse into glory. Louder, louder, louder. Come on. It was a glimpse into glory. And he tried to put language to it as close as the actual encounter as possible. Ezekiel describes an encounter with the most intimate, holy place of God's throne and his person. The imagery is of twirling wheels with fire and a supernatural mobility in all directions. He got a close-up view of God's glory. Hang on, I'm going to turn this like you don't think I'm going to turn it. Watch. The interior, he saw the interior of the throne room, the wheel within the wheel. Did you get what I just said? He saw the interior of the throne room. My God, how modern church has been satisfied with so much less. As a matter of fact, some of what we become satisfied with can't even come close to anything that is spiritual or anything that is of God's way or God's realm. We have become pacified. We got big fat pacifiers in our mouth and God is saying it's time to take the pacifier eye out. Get off your diapers. Get off the formula and get the solid milk of the word of God and get a hunger like you have never had before to see things that you have never seen and to hear things that you have never heard and to know things that you have never known. God says it's time body of Christ to grow up because this nation needs the realms of my glory to blow the hell out of it. Come on. This is what happened. He encountered the majesty and the glory of God. And watch. Ezekiel. What happened? He fell on his face. And it was when he was there that he heard the voice of God. We've arrived in a generation who prides itself on showing his face. Honestly, I'm very bad at taking selfies. And I, Rosalinda. We've arrived at a generation who prides itself on showing its face. Facebook. I show my face so I can put it on Facebook. It's not by accident that it's called that. Instead of falling on our face, we show our face. And the result is a famine of the voice of God. Because Ezekiel fell on his face and it was then that he heard the voice of God. Probably the best thing could happen to us is for all of that stuff to come down. So that once again... We can see his beauty and not our own. You need, you, come on, come on now. God spoke to Job out of the whirlwind. God spoke to Ezekiel out of the whirlwind. Hear me now. Can you take some more? God's whirlwind will bring clarity. It may look, it will look like chaos to some. Who didn't make the cut? 
But God's whirlwind literally brings clarity because God's whirlwind brings the reality of his spirit. It will violently blow away anything that is not of him. It will, it, it will violently blow away anything that is not of him. However, the devil's swirl brings delusion. And this is where our nation is today. Caught in the delusional, demonic swirl of cycles of confusion. It is attacking and penetrating the mind of our nation. The longer the swirl of the demonic continues, the more seared the mind of this nation becomes. The only thing that will diffuse and dismantle the demonic swirl and the muddy waters and the unclear delusional thought processes of the swirl of the enemy is the whirlwind of Almighty God. That deserved a louder amen. Can you take some more? In March of 2020, it's been a while since I've told this story. You go with me and watch how I turn this tonight before we come to this altar and cry out to be revivalist remnant that will raise the standard to bring in the whirlwind of God. God says, I want a nation-shaking, history-making revival. And if that's going to happen, I've got to have some sold-out Nazarite heart people that are willing to pay whatever cost it takes to get the whirlwind of my presence into this nation to shake the demonic control. March the 3rd of 2020, we were in a staff meeting and the Lord spoke to us in a prophetic word during an intense intercession time. And the Lord said, everything is getting ready to be challenged. We had no idea what was getting ready to hit us in one to two weeks later in March of 2020. The Lord spoke in an intense intercession time and he said, everything is going to be challenged. And the spirit of the Lord says, as a matter of fact, something is being challenged right now in our intercession. He said, there will be a swirl of a sound, a twisting, a coiling, and an agitating to put fear, doubt, suspicion, and anger within the hearts of people. Now, we did not know what was getting ready to come on, on our nation in March of 2020. Uh, we're all thinking in terms of revival, in terms of antagonism against revival, which obviously that would be the case as well. But the Spirit of the Lord says this, I'm quoting, antagonism will rise. He said, he then said, diffuse the swirl of the enemy by releasing my whirlwind against the swirl of the enemy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm taking you back to March of 2020 before COVID broke out, before violence broke out, before deception and destruction broke out. God was speaking to us and saying, get ready for the swirl of the enemy. And he spoke to us. Come on. Now, 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 the Houston prophetic puzzle is beginning to make a little bit more sense. Come on, somebody. He said, diffuse the swirl of the enemy by releasing my whirlwind. And Fresh Start Church, we have been doing that ever since March of 2020. But specifically, let me talk to Fresh Start Revivalists. This is what we do. Come on. And this prophetic puzzle is a word to us to open our eyes, to see the scope of what he needs us to release into this nation. We have been busy. We have been on watch. There have been some that have fallen away. But the Lord says, I am speaking fresh and I'm speaking new into this season to fresh start for this nation. The Lord says, gird up the loins of your mind and your heart. For I will blow a second wind upon you and you will be caught in my whirlwind to release all oh, the standard and the measure.
pressure of my presence that needs to visit this nation. And I say very few, very few, very few in the church in this nation have a desire to or even know how to cultivate, let us alone sustain an atmosphere that will sustain the whirlwind of God. The fresh start, let me talk to you again a moment. God has targeted us as his whirlwinds and this puzzle with corresponding theme comes from different people in different places and it is speaking loudly to us. Fresh start, it's time to put away the game and diffuse the swirl of the enemy. It's the increase of God. I said, it's the increase of God. I said, it's the increase of God. Two weeks later, our nation was thrown into the swirl of delusion and the cycle of confusion. Delusion is characterized by beliefs that are contradicted by reality. Are you still with me? Delusion is having faulty judgment. Are you with me? Does that sound like anything in the United States of America today? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Are you hearing what I'm seeing? Are you looking at things, at videos? I mean, this is real life stuff. And you're like, my God, what are, what are they thinking? They're not thinking. The devil is thinking for them. This spirit has control over the mind in our nation. And God says, I need a righteous remnant that will raise the standard. Get out of Mickey Mouse church and raise the standard. Sell out. Come on, somebody. He's after the mind of this nation. Because this nation was, because this nation was founded on Judeo-Christian values, the mind of this nation has been kept and guarded for many decades. But these values and markers of biblical morality is slowly being compromised even by the church. The result is that the mind of America is now open prey to delusion. Are you still with me? And it causes you to hear the voice of a stranger, as the Bible says, which is the devil. And then you'll believe that that's truth. And that voice, my friends, will come in all different kinds of packages. Sometimes it comes with pretty Christian bows on it. Come on, somebody. Beware of the false. Beware of the fake. Beware of the impure. Beware of the false flattery. Be, re- be wary of, of the wrong motivations and the wrong motives. Are you hearing this preacher tonight? <clears throat> watch out for your children. <clears throat> I said, watch out for your children. As Jenna was praying last night and the power of God was all over that intercession. It was all over all the intercession. And as she was praying for the children, I'm telling you, watch out for your children. Watch out for your children. Be involved in their learning at public schools. Don't take for granted seemingly innocent things that they offer. My daughter had to question, uh, had to question uh, last year uh, one of the Zion's teachers because they were, they were fitting in nonchalantly uh, yoga, which was causing them to do the incantations or the, the words that, 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 and the, all the verbiage that you say. It, it's, it's wrong, people. It's wrong. It's wrong. You want to stretch? Just stretch. Come on, somebody. Get out of the yoga place. I said, you want to stretch? Just stretch. Get out of the yoga place. Get out. Don't take for granted seemingly innocent things that they offer in the school systems today. Yet they have undertones or even blatant ties to demonic or false religion, which are one and the same. Those of you who are co- go to colleges and college universities, you better watch out. 
I said, you better watch out. If you've chosen to go to a secular college or university, I said, you better watch out. Moms and dads, you better watch out for your boy. You better watch out for your girl. You better watch. If they're going to a secular college, you better be aware of the swirl of the demonic. It's not innocent learning anymore. It's not arithmetic and reading and writing anymore. It goes much deeper than that. There is an agenda behind everything, and that demonic agenda is what I'm talking about. It is the swirl of the demonic that wants to put the uh, uh, the curse of delusion over the mind of a nation, the greatest nation on this people planet, because this nation was destined to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. We are prosperous for a reason, so that we can bless the nations of the earth. So the enemy comes in here and comes in there with a spirit of man and a spirit of control and a spirit of perversion and lust, and the list is long, long, long. And God says, I need a remnant that will make the cut and raise the standard. The voice of God can't be heard by many because of the swirl of the enemy. Be careful what you're giving yourself to. The level of the presence of God must increase in this nation so the voice of God can increase. The Bible says Job and Ezekiel, he spoke out of the whirlwind of his glory. Only one thing louder than the swirl of the demonic, and that's the whirlwind of our almighty God. Increased presence increases the volume of heaven. It's been drowned out by sadly started in the church. We lowered the volume on the Holy Spirit. Come on. We put the microphone to manufactured music and the monotony of monotone talks from ministers. That was so good. I'm going to say it again. I didn't get that out of a book. I didn't get any of this out of a book. We put the microphone to ma- instead of to the voice of God to manufactured music and the monotony of monotone talks from ministers. Are you with me? And Ichabod has been written over the doors and yet we go right on, but there is no glory, there is no voice, there is no sound of his realm. I say, wake up, sleeper, wake up! God needs a righteous remnant that will cry out and say, Lord, suddenly... There came a sound from heaven, a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Tongues of fire set on them. Hallelujah. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Suddenly there came a sound, a violent wind, a whirlwind. Now watch. But the outcome was that they spoke They spoke. You're not getting it. God spoke to Ezekiel. God spoke to Job. God spoke to them in the upper room. But the violent wind consumed them, and now they're speaking. God brought the same conditions, whirlwind with fire, and it loosed their tongues in a heavenly language that was supernatural. If I can remind us of Gina's word that I read at the beginning, she said, the Lord says, I am now releasing my whirlwind and I will blaze an unavoidable trail through this nation that will lead and return the hearts of many to me. Step into my wind and be transformed as I renew you in the wind of my spirit. I am breathing on the body and you will 
come alive in my presence and I will release you as my whirlwind. I have a remnant, the Lord says, and with the assistance of heaven's host, they will carry my anointing. They will be clothed in the wind of my spirit and through them, I will set this nation. Through them, I will set this nation. Through them, I will set this nation back on course and it will come with a force. Somebody shout, it's going to happen. God is getting ready to do this in this room, in this revival, in this nation, all across territories. It's getting ready to happen. And let me say something. For those of you who are afraid of aggression, Y'all know I take great pleasure in saying this. Or you're even repelled by it. Aggression in the spirit, spiritual violence and warfare. My friend, you better brace yourself. Because this thing is getting ready to get wild. And he needs himself an army trained for battle. Who have stepped into the wind. And they're ready to run with the wind. Not run like the wind. Run with the wind. Come on, somebody. Almost done. Can you take some more? So I decree. I'm getting ready to tell you what the demonic swirl is. Fresh start. You're going to recognize this if you've been around here a few years. I decree that in this nation, we are going to see Dagon fall before the presence of God. He will fall before the whirlwind of God's presence. Hear me. The ruling spirit behind this tyranny in our nation today is representative of the Philistine spirit. I'm going to say this. We'll be done. But we're going to run to these altars. This Philistine people can be traced back. Now, those of you who've been around here a while, you know I preached a message on this two or three so years ago. God brought it back to me here recently. Put that, don't put the picture up yet. Don't put that up yet. God brought it back to me. And it's just like this Houston puzzle, this Dagon thing began to come back to me again. And I'm like, Lord, what are you saying? And then I didn't realize that the, Dag that the, that the Houston puzzle was going to confront the Dagon thing. Come on. Stay with me. This Philistine spirit, this people group, the Philistines in the Bible... I'll do this quickly. They can be traced back to the worship of Dagon. Now, some of you remember the dream that I had. I'm not going into that tonight. Back in 19, I mean, 2018 or whatever it was. Dagon, he was also called the father of Baal. So Baal, Baal is the, is the God that Jezebel wor worshiped. Are you with me? Are you seeing how bad this is? Come on. So we got Dagon. Called Baal's father. It was the God that Jezebel worshiped. I want us to see the manifestations of this demon ruling spirit so that tyranny can be toppled in this nation. I'm not talking about a mandate. I'm not talking about a man. I'm talking about a demonic spirit. I love my nation. This nation will have the loudest voice preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ than any other nation. 
I'm thankful for the Australians that are coming over and they're wanting to evangelize America. I'm thankful for the Africans that are coming over and those in the UK that are coming over that want to evangelize. Wake up, America! Wake up! This Philistine spirit is a bully spirit. You read your Bible. You read about it. It's a bully spirit, tyranny, antagonistic. This bully spirit dominated over God's people in the Old Testament for many years. Along with that spirit, that bully spirit, it brings perversion to the core. Are you with me? And not just sexual perversion, but perversion in the, in, the, in the manner of distortion of all things. This spirit will distort all things, which leads to delusion. Are you tracking with me? And then it, then, then it is a territory stealing, stealing spirit. Literally in the Old Testament, they migrated from the island of Crete, which is around Greece, all the way down to, to, to Israel where of Canaan land. And that's the land that they settled in. No accident that they took over God's people's land. Are you, are you following me, right? They are a territory-stealing spirit. Literally land in the Old Testament. But this, in, this can also mean a takeover of godly laws and regulations. When a land is taken, my God, are you hearing me? When a land is taken, when territory is taken, then that means the one under control can change the laws and can change the regulations to begin to be enforced. It's a big deal. It's a very big deal to stand in the gap on behalf of the land so that it will not be destroyed. It's not okay to not pray for the territories. We need to pray because if we do not the laws will continue to be turned and twisted and perverted and taking over and lawlessness will set in even more than it is now because it is the agenda of the Antichrist spirit. Because says I need a remnant who will make the to raise the standard. Usher in my world. Almost done. It is an anti-anointing spirit because the anointing shows the deficit of it. Huh? It is a well-stopping spirit because wells represent free-flowing water of the spirit and provision from on high. And here, listen to me. And I'm closing with this. It is a presence-stealing spirit. What I have I been talking to you about for the last however long I've been preaching, hour or whatever. I've been talking about getting a greater measure of the presence of God in this nation. So intense that it is a swirl of the glory realm that it takes, come on, it consumes everything in its path in order to turn a nation. This demonic principality, this ruling spirit is a presence-stealing spirit. The Philistine people stole the ark of God. They captured the presence of God. You listen to this sentence that I'm getting ready to say. Tyranny stole God's presence. Let that sink in, America. Tyranny stole God's presence. Let that sink in, America. Tyranny stole God's presence. But God had an army and a righteous man that says, I will not bow to this spirit. Oh, oh. They decided to take, to take the ark of God, the most holy whirlwind of God 
God's presence, the manifestation of who he was in the Old Testament with the angels that are associated with his whirlwind over the ark. And they decided they were going to put it in the temple of Dagon. And they went to nighty night and they woke up the next morning and Dagon had fallen. Show that picture. Come on. Come on. Get up on your feet and shout. 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 Lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. Leave that picture up there. Come on, come on, come on, revivalists. Come on, revivalists. Leave that picture up there. If you say, I want to be caught in the whirlwind of God. I want to be used as a whirlwind of God. You need to run down to this altar. Don't walk, but run right now. Begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Come on, you can stand, you can kneel, you can lay, you can do whatever you want. But what I am believing in is God is going to be ushered into this place in a, in a magnitude tonight that is literally going to shake us to the core. It's going to shake us to the core. Come on, come on, raise your hands and raise your voices. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, Dagon will fall before the whirlwind of our God. The tyranny will topple before the presence of our God. The tyranny will topple before the presence of our God. We are a righteous remnant and we refuse to allow tyranny to steal the presence of God in this nation. Throw your hands up and begin to pray and press into the greater glory. Hey, 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 hey. Handarabokota. Handarabashoko. Hayandarabokoye. Press, 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 press. Thank you for listening in to the Fresh Start Church podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. You can order Pastor Kim's book, Doorkeepers of Revival, at doorkeepersofrevival.com. And you can listen to Fresh Start Revival Worship on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you stream your music. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.